Hello, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. Good afternoon, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. The news comes at you fast. America's Food and Drug Administration have said that Trump was incorrect. There's information and misinformation. Their own NAFDAQ came out and told Donald Trump, we're going to be waiting here. Where are you talking? Are you talking with by yourself? It's okay. And making sense of it can be hard. Can you okay? I will, I will let you talk. Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. But that's my job. Let's talk context. Let's talk statistics. Let's talk about those bills at the Senate right now. Let's talk to the experts and the newsmakers. Um, I, I see the kind of stability that would, would, would allow uh, growth to happen by this time next year. Every weekday at 3. Good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesi. Let's talk hard facts. Hello Lagos, good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. NCDC confirmed 576 new COVID-19 cases nationwide yesterday. We're now at 37,800 confirmed cases total. Now you need to remember that the presidential task force told us that for every one positive test, there are five more people with the virus who have not been tested. So as you move about, take all the precautions you can. Don't listen to the people who tell you it's a scam or it's fake or it's not as rampant as we think. Wear your mask, go Jerry. Wash your hand regularly. Sanitize your hands. Don't touch your face. Eh? Keep your distance from people. And if you use a disposable mask, destroy it when you get home so that nobody can recycle it. I've got a great show for all 630,000 of you. I'll start with the big three. Let's talk about the president's new scheme to allow citizens in gold-rich areas to profit from gold mining. Then let's talk about Magu's claim that Asso Rock and different ministries bought cars from the EFCC on credit and then let's talk about lawyers getting arrested for allegedly rigging the 2018 nba elections now remember you can talk to us on twitter nigeria info fm we're streaming live on facebook and on youtube nigeria info fm on youtube facebook is nigeria info 99.3 if you're rushing off to a meeting or you just for some reason cannot stay until the end of the show not to worry a hard facts is available as a podcast now so you can catch up by simply searching for Hard Facts with Sandra Ezekwesili on any of your streaming services and listen away at your own pace. On today's Glass Ceiling, we're going to have that conversation yet again about widows and remarriage. We started that conversation on Monday and you had a lot to say and you did not finish saying it. So today at 4 let me ask you again, would you support your widowed mother remarrying? 4 p.m. that conversation will happen. On today's Big Hard Fact, the newsroom is bringing you a special report about the restart of interstate travel. We'll talk about how the travel ban have, has affected you, how it's affected your business, your family, and how things have changed for you. What's changed between when the ban was ongoing and now that the ban is over? 
Now, you're going to get news updates at the top of every hour. We've got just a minute coming your way, so we'll give you a chance to win 10,000 naira. After the news at 6, sports is coming your way. Actually, if sports is coming your way on a Wednesday, there will be no news at 6. So we have a richer bulletin coming your way at 5 p.m. So let's get started with the big three for today. Hard facts. On 99.3, Nigeria Info. If gold now belongs to the owners of the land, should crude oil? Does Magu's defense indict the presidency? And if lawyers rigged the NBA elections, can there be justice in the land? Those are the big three. Let's talk. Our first story is the federal, federal government's plan to buy gold from local miners. It's called PAGMI, the Presidential Artisanal Gold Mining Initiative. So what is PAGMI? How is PAGMI supposed to work? Basically, you have all this gold in the ground in different states in Nigeria. Kebi, Oshun, Kaduna, Zamfara, Niger. And what the president is saying is local people in those states can mine the gold and the government through the central bank will buy the gold from them. In fact, before mining the gold, before buying the gold, the government will give them facilities, equipment and training to refine the gold process it and turn it into standard gold bars and then the cbn buys the gold bars from the communities and individuals the cbn then keeps those gold bars in its vaults as part of our foreign reserves now the government says that this pagmi scheme has multiple benefits number one it improves our foreign reserves obviously two it creates jobs in the communities where the gold is and where the refining and, and aggregation points will be three it will reduce banditry now this is an important point remember last year when banditry in the north central was all over the news i brought you reports that gold mining was at the center of the banditry the government is finally agreeing that that is true. And so the presidency is saying that before now, armed groups were controlling gold mining and they were smuggling the gold abroad. And these groups used violence to control the mines and the routes to market. So according to the government, when they start buying the gold directly from the people, it will reduce the power of the bandits. So these are the reasons that the government has given for PAGMI. Now, let's take a look as quickly as we can at the whole policy, okay? Now, the government wants to buy the gold from these communities and indigents. And the first question has to be, do they own the gold? And according to the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, eh, no, they do not. According to the law, no, they do not. Remember the Minerals and Mining Act. It says that all mineral resources under the ground belong to Nigeria, not to people. And that control of those resources lies with the federal government. 
Gold is under the ground. Gold is a mineral resource. So by Nigerian law, this gold that the government wants to buy from the people in Kebi, in Oshun, in Niger, in Kaduna and Zamfara, it doesn't belong to those people. It belongs to Nigeria as a whole. Just like crude oil. And that's the second big point. Because already, people in the Niger Delta are asking a question. They're asking, how come the federal government is ready to treat gold as if it belongs to the indigenous of the land, but treats oil like it's public property? After all, don't the Minerals and Mining Act and the Constitution apply to all mineral resources? And of course, somebody will say, well, a lot of the oil is offshore, but... The Niger Deltans will say not all the oil is offshore. Even the oil that is on land is not being bought from the indigents. It is being taken for free by the government. And when indigents in the Niger Delta decide to tap the oil directly and sell it, they're called bunkerers and the military attacks them. But now you have indigents in these gold-yielding states also mining the gold directly. And now not only is the government not sending the military after them, the government is buying the gold. Gold that the law says belongs to the Federation just like oil. Now, the source material for bringing this news to you is the government's own press release. The government itself released document explaining what PAGMI is. Right? I'm getting all my information about PAGMI from the official State House report on the program. And I have to ask, you know, which way is the correct way? The way government has handled oil or the way government wants to handle gold? Which one is the correct way? Because Nigerians are saying, oh, there shouldn't be a double standard. If we say oil doesn't belong to the people, then PAGMI is illegal as well. But if we want to now say, look, people should be able to profit from the resources on their soil, then that means that the way crude oil is owned and bought has to change as well. That means that there needs to be a presidential artisanal uh, crude oil uh, mining initiative. A PACOMI, if you like. So that means artisanal uh, oil refiners. They should not be called uh, bunkerers anymore. Instead, government should provide them with, a, with better equipment to refine the oil and then buy it from them, just like gold. I remember Osimba Joe was talking about doing something like that before. There was a pathway to doing that before, but I don't quite know what happened with that. So what we have with PAGMI now is a reopening of the debate about resource control. And I want to know what you think. 0700-993-993-993. Do you think this PAGMI scheme is illegal? Do you think it's legal? Let's even start with legal first. We'll go to illegal. Do you think this PAGMI scheme is legal? Next week, we're going to have a detailed conversation about it on the Big Heart Fact. So look out for this conversation. But considering the provisions of the Mines and Mining Act, which says gold belongs to the Federation, not individuals, do you think PAGMI is, is legal? 
Should the federal government be paying people for a resource that already belongs to the Federation? Now, if you agree with Pagmi and you believe that the people own the gold, does this also apply to crude oil? Where do you stand on the debate for, crude, for uh, resource control? Now, if you want to read this document by yourself, simply go to statehouse.gov.ng. You'll read the PAGME document for yourself. Maybe that will help you better understand what's going on. Our WhatsApp is 070, our WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. But the studio number is 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. That's our studio number. We're streaming on Facebook. So let me hear your thoughts via Facebook as well. Nigeria Info 99.3. You can also tweet at us at Nigeria Info FM. We've got John from Ibejuleki up first. Hello, John. Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. I'm John. Yes, I know. Go ahead. Okay. You uh, see, Sandra, <laughs> I don't know if I should like you. You are probably again. You see, the truth of this very matter is that the policy about uh, the minerals under the grant mm. was only put in place because of the defund Biafra I see. to confiscate their land and make them not to have any access to to the land or to decide what is in their uh, state. So now that they have discovered good in the northern states, they now see that their policy is no longer working to their own benefit. So that is why they are coming out now. And moreover, you can see that the oil price is now uh, going down, so they can now depend on oil. So, but it's not just uh, northern states. There's also gold in Oshun State. Oshun State is a southwestern state. Uh, yes, Oshun State is south, but uh, it's still the same. Still the same, John says. Let me talk to Chibike. Hello, thanks for calling. Hello. How are you? What's your name? Oh, well, I know your name, Chibike. <laughs> Good to have you on the show. Go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, the first caller was mentioning about Biafra mm. that just to deprive them their rights. Mm-hmm. And the, the handwriting on the wall has shown it. So Nigeria should believe that the policy that we are having in Nigeria or we are executing in Nigeria is policy of the northern. If it does not favor the north, there's no way to Ocean State is not the north. Uh, it's part of them now. All of them are aligned. That's not true. Oshun State is not the north. You can't say, ah, it's part of them the now. I state is western state. Uh-huh. They are aligned to the, to the north. So the politics that Nigerian government or Nigeria executive are playing is a very bad policy. They should desist from it or Nigeria will get bombed. You can't call a national radio station and say Nigeria will get burned. I apologize uh, on behalf of that caller. He's talking in the nonsense. We've got Adekunle in Surulere. Hello, Adekunle. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Do you think this PAGME scheme is legal considering the provisions of the Mines and Mining Act? It is not. It is not. It just shows how how much insincere this uh, present uh, government if there is a law on ground that binds everybody together, just, uh, and it's being used for a particular region where we are benefiting from, if at all there is any other benefit discovered, maybe in another area, then we should go all, all together. 
there should be uh, no preferential treatment for anyone. And if they are going down daily, mm. then they should release the Niger data something. Give them the power to sell their, their product too. Mm. So I, I don't think uh, it's a good idea. In fact, no, I don't think it's a bad idea from the government. It's a bad they idea, they could the Niger- yes. Okay. Yes, they should release the, uh, the oil for mm. those people too. All right. So that's it. That's it. Thank you for calling me. Daniel is in Victoria Island. Hello, Daniel. Hello. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm fine. Uh, you see, uh, I want to say something about this uh, gold and uh, oil of a thing. Yes, go ahead. You know, without this uh, recent killing in the north, hmm. about 70 or 80% of Nigeria doesn't know that there's gold in north in northern states. Hmm. Do you understand me? Mm-hmm. Okay, now, look at the way they are channeling it. That the government is going to be buying gold from the the, the, the state of the origin. How about the Niger Delta, where the oil has been produced? Is, are, are they going to be buying those oil from the individuals? You see, this country, I don't really understand what is happening in this country. I'm just seeing this country as a fed state. You understand? This Nigeria is a scam. Let's, re- let's refrain from calling Nigeria a scam and a failed state. Let's, let's uh, refrain from doing that. Nigeria isn't a scam and isn't a failed state. We've got Isaiah on the line. Isaiah is in Alabado. Hello, Isaiah. Uh, good afternoon, Good afternoon. Good to have you on the show. Uh, I have a question. Yes. Mm-hmm. My question is that, according to the Constitution, this uh, uh, oil of a thing, mm. when you find in your land, mm. belongs to the federal government. That's right. When you go to find your land, belongs to the, the owner of the, of the land. The mm. So, in the Constitution. Mm. No, 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 no. The, the Constitution says anything found in the land, any resource found in the land belongs to the federal government. Okay, so why, why is the federal government coming out with this, uh, with this measure now? That's a good question. That's a question that we're all asking. Adetomi is in Elasa. Hello, Adetomi. Hello, fine. Thanks for calling. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, uh, as far as our policy is concerned, mm. it will be a policy some assault on the long run. Okay. The reason I say that is that um, in the Niger Delta, uh, I mean, basically, those um, resources are uh, exclusively either gold, either oil. Mm. And the Niger Delta people are... I would say there may be an agitation in either way. Whereas from the north, those people will be given a, 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 an opportunity to extract minerals and then sell it on the long run to the federal government. Well, in the north central where the gold has been, there have been bandits. I talked about that earlier on. The bandits have been controlling the gold trade for years. Uh, you did. You did mention that in your earlier review. Mm. But me, I'm looking like that. On the long run, mm. there's going to be a lot of um, agitation where people will be, will be calling for resource control. Yeah. 
and it may be uh, be a chaos. Yeah, while they while they were while they were controlling those places, there was chaos. They made those states ungovernable. It got to the point that some state governors had to start paying the bandits. Yes, I quite agree. I quite agree. I, I think um, they are looking. The federal government are looking in the way to assist those local people. But I think uh, on the long run, it may not it will lead to well. problems. All right, thanks for calling me, Ade Tommy. We've got Anonymous on the line. Who's the last call I'll take? Anonymous, hello. Hi. Hi. Um, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, I just want to bring some things to speed as regards um, some information I know very well I, I have about when things like this come up. Mm-hmm. Whenever, whenever we all hear things like there has to be a reform or like a new policy mm. that has to involve signing up the budgets and finance. Mm. There is a plot going on or is about to go on. Okay. I have, I have, I have had um, direct involvement with some government agencies and I see and know and I see how these things happen. Okay. Now, it's obvious that somehow because of this whole fight that the whole National Assembly is fighting about this NDDC thing, mm-hmm. these guys are about to go south. Now, they know that these NDCC guys know about the fact that some government individuals are involved in this gold mining thing. So before this thing, before the whole thing goes all out and goes south and goes bizarre into the air, the government now comes up quickly to now tell you, hey, listen, we want to bring out a reform to back up this whole process of mining. And they know that if they did not do this, the NDCC guys, somehow, if they see themselves going down with this whole drama that is going on about them and looting of money, these guys would find to find a way to bring some, some people down with them. And this is one of the avenues. And they're about to bring them down. That is why they're bringing up this policy. Now, they've moved and passed this bill. It has not entered the presidency. Now they are fighting this thing, and now the NDC guys are saying, "Oh, listen, oh, you guys actually have a mindset that this this reform can be made, and it's a policy that has that that that, that can go around all the mineral resources reforms in the entire country." But they've been fighting to the nail about these guys that do the bunkery thing and all that. Now NDCC is now shaking; things are about to go down. Now, and these guys are not willing to go down alone. They are willing to go down with anybody that is about to make them fall. So now, these guys want to bring out this reform to either cover up something that has already been going on or cover up something that they are about to hide. I am very certain of these things I'm saying, mm-hmm. and I remain anonymous to say this, and I want Nigerians to wake up. If this 2020 that has taken a lot of lives come to show us, you know, this, this pattern of life, this new this form of life is also a new for every for for Nigeria to have a total reform and total cleansing of the entire system. Be it whatever parents set out, every they should do a total overhaul of all of them. All of them. They should do a total overhaul of all of them. There are so many there are so many agencies that if it gets to their turn, NDDC is learning work. All right, Anonymous. All right. Quite a lot of talking, not a lot of 
talking at the same time huh? I, I, I love you guys it's 25 minutes past 3 you're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info and our first story is the federal government's plan to buy gold from local miners it's called PAGMI the Presidential Artisanal Gold Mining Initiative and uh, it will uh, We'll talk about that in detail next week. If you missed it, don't worry. As soon as the Big Three is over, you can listen to the Big Three online via your uh, podcast streaming service. We are available. Hard Facts is available as a podcast now. So just search for Hard Facts with Sandra Ezekwesili. Subscribe so that you can know when fresh episodes have been uploaded. uploaded. They're uploaded every single day. We have all the, the elements of Hard Facts on there. So the Big Three, the glass ceiling, the Big Hard Facts, they are all up for you to listen. Now, Magu says the president let him sell forfeited assets to federal agencies on credit. That's our second story. We're talking about how the probe into Abraham Magu's tenure as um, EFCC chairman unraveled a lot of things, right? All the newspapers are carrying a letter that he wrote to the Ayo Salami panel defending himself. And in that letter, Magu denies diverting uh, uh, confiscated um, properties for himself. He says he gave some of those houses and vehicles to different federal government, uh, federal government agencies with the approval of the president. And he gave us a list that he says received the assets. So it's not like Abiyo that says some of you in this National Assembly, who, by the way, has, I think, 24 hours more to produce the names of those people, uh, as demanded by Femi Bajabia Miller. But Magu actually named names. So on that list, we have National Commission for Refugees and Displaced Persons and Federal Inland Revenue Service, FIRS, the Voice, uh, Voice of Nigeria, VON, National Directorate of Employment, NDE, Yes, the same NDE that is in uh, its own bege. Uh-huh. Ministry of Humanitarian Affairs, also in its own bege. Remember Ministry of Humanitarian Affairs? Uh-huh. Northeast Development Commission and Pension Transitional Arrangement Directorate, PTAD, as well as State House, Asorok itself. Mago claims that some of the houses and vehicles that were sold, he sold to the federal government. He gave to the federal government on credit. Now, why is this a big deal? For a couple of reasons. First of all, Margo says that these agencies did not pay upfront for these assets. He says the president told him to give them the assets on credit and the money will be deducted from their budgets. But that's not the way EFCC is supposed to get rid of confiscated assets. Under the legal framework, they're supposed to auction them off, collect the money upfront, and pay that money into the federation account. Because remember, the money from the sales is not going to the federal government only. All the governments are entitled to that money. Federal or state or local or everybody is supposed to collect their share from that money. And that's the second point. By giving these assets to federal agencies, if true, it means Magu denied the state and local governments their own rights to these assets. Remember, they are federation assets, not federal government assets. 
We're talking about federation again, just like in story one. I think one of these days I'm going to do a big hard fact about the nature of federation and related topics like excess crude account and federation account and revenue allocation and sharing formula. I don't know. Would you like that? Or maybe I should just make it into my podcast, How Nigeria Works But Doesn't. I have that podcast as well. If you haven't listened, you should look for that as well and listen. It's very good. I'm very real on that podcast. But back to Magu. It's very interesting that Magu is saying that one, the president gave the order and two, the presidency benefited from these assets. Because remember, it was the president that ordered the probe into Magu. It was also the president who suspended him. So he reached to ask if Magu is telling the truth and he took these actions with the permission and to the benefit of the presidency, why is the presidency now investigating and suspending him? And again, these things that Magu says he did on orders from the president, again, if true, don't appear to be 100% legal. So I spoke to a few analysts before I got on the show and some of them are asking, is Magu trying to indict the presidency? And if so, should the presidency be answering some questions right now or at least denying what Magu has said? Well, what do you think? How do you see this uh, defense from Magu? That the president was aware and permitted or ordered the transfer of these seized assets to different agencies, including Aso Rock. What do you think about Magu not conducting public auctions as prescribed? What do you think about these agencies not paying up front? 0700-993-993-993. Yes, you can get in touch via Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. Twitter is at Nigeria Info FM. And uh, we've got as well Instagram. Yes, Instagram is Nigeria Info FM Lagos. So wherever you are, whichever uh, tool of communication is closest to you, just right quick, get in touch with us and I'll get your message uh, live on the show. WhatsApp is... Um, 080-959-75805. 080-959-75805. And the studio number is 0700-993-993-993. Hello. Hello, good evening. How are you? What's your name? Yeah, yeah, Ruben from Yaba. Welcome, Ruben. Go ahead. Yeah, my fight is that Malami should not proceed in installing his own person into a system. And I like the way Magu is playing this thing with them. Maybe the federal government, maybe they study do media trial. Ask him to do his own. And I'm very, very happy the way he was sending it back to Salami. He's also leaking it into the media. So that the world knows. So that those that are, that are protesting in favor of President Buhari shouting, hey, President Buhari, you are good. You are doing well in fighting corruption. They should know what is going on now. So that they will not be saying rubbish. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Ruben, for calling. Michael, hello. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, I know these people are they are not being serious with us, they are just deceiving us. Talking about the I don't know if I can still talk about the oil. Yes, 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 of course, yes. Uh, I think they are not being sincere to us. The leaders they are just deceiving us. How can you buy gold from the northerners? And you are not buying the oil, the crude oil from the Niger Delta. I don't know the rationale behind this two distinct. I don't know the logic behind it. 
So I don't know if these people are really sincere to themselves because they are deceiving themselves and they are not really deceiving us. So, so from what you're saying, you think um, if we're going to pay one group of people for the resources yeah. in their land, we should pay all yeah. groups of people for the resources in their land, right? Yes, okay. that's what I'm saying. All right, Michael. Thank you for calling to say it. 99.3. Hello. 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 Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Chris. Good to have you on the show. Yeah. Sandra, there is a saying that uh, the, first form of, the best form of defense is attack. Okay. So I'm not surprised uh, that uh, uh, Magu is now, I mean, uh, pushing for an attack. So um, more, is, more is to come. I bet you more is to come. You will see here more of more revelation. Okay. But if you notice, the man has his silence over the time. So I, I, I suppose he's actually packaging a surprise. Just like Abadi did his own. So that is it. You will see, you will see more defense from him. Okay. Thanks for calling, Chris. Wisdom is in the bedroom. Hello, Wisdom. My sister, the Lord bless you. Bless you as well. You see, what is happening in this country, I said, I always say, Lord, thank you for this government. Do you hear me? Okay, thank you for this government. I always say, thank God for this government, because this government is giving us, you know, opportunity to get what we need. Okay. If you check this government from A to Z, you see that they are making a lot of mistakes. Okay. And the Nigeria is seeing it. Okay. About the first question, uh, the first uh, uh, hard part and second one mm. concerning uh, oil or concerning gold, mm. you can see that our brothers from Niger Delta, those that I did not believe what Nandekano is saying, now they will believe now. Niger Delta is not Biafra. No, no, don't, don't worry. Forget where it comes from. Just believe me what I'm saying. Uh, no, there's no about believe you what you're saying. Niger Delta themselves have said they're not Biafra. Will you force people to be no, part of what they don't just, want to be? Just, uh, Sister Sandra, just take it or leave it. What I'm telling you, brothers from there that did not believe what Nandikani is saying, they cannot believe. A lot of them believed before. Concerning the Magus own, mm-hmm. you know that the first time... By the time president bring the name to the Senate, mm. they reject him. Mm-hmm. He bring it second one, they reject him. You understand? And he stayed there five years. Mm-hmm. So whatever is happening, even the lawyer, Magu's lawyer, telling tell Nigeria that uh, Magu will go back to his seat, showing that nothing is going to happen. So let them continue doing what they are doing, because but I know God's hand is in it. God's hands in it, uh, wisdom says. But seriously, though, this is not a Biafra issue. The Niger Delta is not Biafra. The oil-producing regions of the Niger Delta did not identify with Biafra. So making this a Biafra matter doesn't make sense. We've got Chris in Lagos Island. Hello, Chris. Turn your radio off, Chris. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, as to regards to the issue, I feel the issue, the issue of gold mining, for me, is premature for debate now. Because if I should ask, what's the percentage of uh, contribution of gold in terms of GDP to Nigerian economy presently? So f- for me, I would have loved the government to explain more as regards to the issue of uh, gold mining and uh, in terms of resource control, it is too early because it's not contributing to our GDP presently. 
as regards to oil that has been discovered since 1968 or 58 or thereabouts. So for us to there, there, that, there's, uh, there's no official GDP contribution from gold because there has not been any legal mining. Before yeah. now, there was an official ban on gold mining, right? But okay. bandits, right. but bandits have been doing it and making money. Do you understand? So now yeah. they're trying to make it legal. The government is now trying to help, to, you know, to add it to the GDP, if you if you like. Before now, it it hasn't been a conversation. Even the presidency said that we've been losing hundreds of millions from illegal mining. Yeah, right. Okay, be that as it may, on Magu's issue, hmm. among all the allegations leveled against Magu, I think Magu has only uh, talked about uh, uh, recovered uh, access vehicles, but there are other issues that he has not talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, and uh, this issue of uh, selling it to government prestators, I think they're supposed to pay with cash and not credit. It's not supposed to be credit. It's supposed to be cash and carry. Mm-hmm. So uh, on my own side, Magu has a lot of to say because this one is just one part of the accusation. There are many other ones that he has not answered. So oh. that's my own contribution. Thank, right? thank you for calling to contribute, Chris. I appreciate it. I'll take one last call. Augustine in Igwefo, and then I'll go to social media and take your thoughts. Hello, Augustine. Okay, this is Augustine. I'm calling from Ibilering. Oh, Ibilering. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Okay, um, um, about the Magus case, mm-hmm. I'm not actually surprised. I'm not surprised about it. Um, for the part of the gold, mm-hmm. the gold and everything, mm-hmm. I, um, all I can say is let's, um, let's see how things pan out. But for me, I don't think it's really fair because we have the Niger Delta issue to deal with on one part. But let's see how things pan out. Then, well, but the, you know, the funny thing about the whole Niger Delta issue is that we've seen that those that we allocated the parts under the Niger Delta are abused it incessantly and that's why we are where we are today then on Magus case I'm not surprised because even before it happened we were already giving the phone notice that there will be drama mm-hmm. and now we are seeing the president who the presidency who have been rather quiet and you know funny you know people we are we are saying nice things about the presidency and everything but I don't know if Nigerians sometimes are naive to read in between the lines and understand that this same person was rejected by the assembly and yes he was still installed as this officer, it simply means that he's going. He's not actually going to play entirely by the books, because to some extent he's going to be a puppet while in that office. So he, he's not afraid. And I remember on Friday when we discussed about the um, uh, the case of um, Ababu, Ababu. Mm-hmm. and um, I think I called in and said we needed to probe it. The purpose of the probing is this: when you put pressure on them, you will see that like this start to happen because as we keep probing you see them trying to expose one another remember God's will probing he, he asked the chairman of the panel am I protected you remember he kept asking mm-hmm, me do, mm-hmm. I, do I have your protection mm-hmm. that is to say if you don't protect me I'm going to expose you so you know it's just like those kind of things people do when um, somebody say home you home you I don't want to do this <laughs> then when someone comes around and uh, hey home you home you man if you want to bring good person so when somebody is not going to say but I don't do and they die when you now try to understand show yourself a little bit and the other person becoming you that that's what just happened there so it was like do I have your protection so the moment the um, the chairman I am assured him of the protection that was 
when you, she started ranting and then you were like off your mic off your mic off. so you see that they, 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 they are some little little connections in between all these people so all we just need to do is to keep mounting pressure on them and you see little little clues coming up as to the connections between all these um, irregularities so that's my take thank you so much thank you so much for calling I enjoyed talking to you uh, well I joined listen, listening to you talk Augustine we've got messages on WhatsApp our favorite guy from Birmingham Alabama Tony he says I'm tired of the case of my home country Nigeria because it's now more of the more you look the less you see but one thing is certain and that is no justice no peace period here in the US the states control everything that it's in their territory including oil water resources while the cities controls the air and seaports in their cities no more no less Nigeria is sitting on a false foundation and nothing will ever change until there's justice in the land period what will they be mining because I'm not sure that the Chinese people have not exploited everything already with their local collaborators what a calamity good job Sandra Tony thank you for sending your message in good afternoon Sandra is in uh, is my name uh, on Margo's case, it's good that he's exposing the atrocities. But the question is, why did he take so long before telling us this? It's always happening to politicians. Whenever they're being questioned on how they spend their monies, they want to start bringing other people along with them. But isn't that a good thing? President Sandra, I wish to remind you that Imo and Abia are listed as Niger Delta states. Crude oil is mined in my own local government in Imo state. So I make bold to say that Biafra land is also part of the people being shortchanged by the federal government. All right. She also says it's quite appalling that the government of Nigeria could come up with such a policy as regards the gold mining and ownership. It's totally unacceptable, except they would also allow the Niger Daltons to control the crude oil from their areas as well. All right, Sharon, thank you for sending your message in. Uh, Good afternoon, Sandra. Remember, the presidency is different from the president. In our own country, context here, there's a possibility that the president is not aware of what Margo is saying about approvals, etc. Steve Obiako from Surulere says, Wale Adenoya says that if the letter written by Margo is anything to hold on to and it represents unassailable facts, then the president or presidency has once again betrayed the Nigerian people and state. It will further heighten cynicism we suffer daily as a people. I just pray the letter is not true. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Wale, for getting in touch. Ola from Isolo says, see, we have president within the presidency and leader within the presidency. So we have a leader and a president, two in one. Our leader dishing out the order is who we are waiting to know because we know uh, we know, Mr. President every time, double standard orders. Why now? All right. Thank you for sending this message in. Ola in Isolo. Uh, we've got uh, one more message here. Let's be realistic. Can we compare gold mining and oil exploration? The cost saved largely varies. The banditry activities is one of the reasons why the Artisanal Gold Mining Development Initiative, PAGMI, was kicked off. I think the move is smart. The con- this country is funny, Simon uh, in Lagos says. All right. 
Uh, we've got another message from Royal. Royal says, some will say it is policy inconsistency on the part of this present government, but for God's sake, it is not. Rather, it's just unveiling part of the northern uh, northern elite's evil agenda to impose only what is in their interests. Who are those that drafted this policy? Are they not northerners? You don't know that. I don't know that either. Certainly, southerners would have asked salient questions before making it public. Well, we have a southern state also protected by PAGME. Oshun is a southern state. So when we're saying these things, it's almost like we switch off a part of our brains. Uh, Kamaria in Agor Palace Way says, is there really a guarantee that the activities of banditry will stop with the introduction of this system? If this system must be implemented, let them review the laws on mineral resources and let the law apply to all to avoid problems. I don't see the Niger Daltons taking this calmly. All right, Kamaria, thank you for sending your message in. Uh, third uh, story, the EFCC has charged two lawyers for allegedly rigging the last NBA elections. Yes, you you heard me. Yes, lawyers. Rigging the Nigerian Bar Association elections. Their names are Sarah Ajibola and John Demide, and they were arraigned here in Lagos. The EFCC claims that they impersonated 1,004 other lawyers to steal their votes and cast them for Paul Usoro, who was declared winner. In fact, Usoro is the NBA president right now, but his term is coming to an end. So the NBA elections are electronic. Lawyers register on the platform and then on election day, they log in from anywhere they are and they vote. But the EFCC is saying that these two suspects used other lawyers' personal data, like their, like their names and their Supreme Court numbers, and created uh, voter IDs and used those IDs to vote over a thousand times for their own candidate. Now you ask, ah, how did the EFCC know? The system kept a record of the IP address of every vote. Any device you use to connect to the internet has its own unique IP address. And so, these 1,004 votes all came from the same few IP addresses. And the EFCC traced the addresses to MiFi modems that belonged to the, to the suspects. So that's how they were caught. Now, let's go back to 2019. Remember that during and after the elections, we had conversations about electronic voting. And so many people called me and they said, electronic voting is perfect. Look at the Bar Association. They used electronic voting for their election and there was no problem. But now see, I remember I had a guest on this show twice, Chief Andy Obofurubo, and he kept saying, electronic voting is actually more risky than manual voting. It doesn't make a vote safer. It simply makes voting and counting faster. And if these allegations are true, I guess we kind of have some evidence for that position now. Now, as you know, the NBA is preparing for another election this month. I've interviewed two of the candidates for president. And one of them, Olumida Bata, was, um, was asked about rigging. I asked Olumida Bata about rigging. And I, I wanted to know what his thoughts were about rigging. And this was what I asked and this is what he answered. There are some lawyers who have talked about the possibility of these elections being rigged. What do you say to lawyers like that? possibility of the NBA election being, being rigged. rigged, yes. Because there have been accusations well, in the past of the NBA elections being rigged. 
Hmm, I hope not. Um, that would be extremely, extremely disappointing. Uh, you know, we're honorable, honorable. Uh, it's an honorable uh, profession, and um, and the elections are being conducted uh, by lawyers, essentially, with the help of technology advisors who will uh, provide us with the platforms. But essentially, the process is driven by lawyers. Uh, the electoral committee is made up of lawyers, and the and um, um, possibility of being rigged. I mean, never say never, right? But um, the previous election um, had um, allegations of rigging. Um, well, you know, <laughs> and so some lawyers are worried about the upcoming one that they'll also be rigging. Well, um, Sandra, let's 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 leave the realm of conjecture, if you know what I mean. Um, um, nobody has been able to prove that. 20, 2018 elections were rigged. Hmm. There are a lot of anecdotal references. There are a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, 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 roadside uh, uh, conversations going on. But I will have to deal with facts. So, but having said that, um, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to pretend that uh, I will not affect my mind to the possibility. But I would like to. Um, I would always like to adopt a presumption of regularity, okay. and I would like to give everybody. Uh, cut everybody some slack okay. and expect that everybody will do their jobs and do it properly. And that's it. That's what he said when I had him on the show talking about about this. So, yes, yeah, so Sandra, they see something from far. <laughs> so now we're seeing allegations of rigging among lawyers. Yesterday, we talked about exam malpractice. We talked about how parents, teachers, students, YEC examiners were all getting involved. And after that, we were talking about corruption in the NEDC. And some of the callers were saying, oh, politicians are Nigeria's problem. And I said, no. I reminded you that the people cheating in those exams and collecting bribes to look the other way are not politicians. They're everyday Nigerians. Some of them even belong to professions that should be noble, like teaching. If the teachers are doing the wrong thing, how will the students learn the right thing? But now we're seeing lawyers breaking the law, allegedly. Even in their own lawyer club. Because remember, every NBA member is a lawyer. The association exists to handle lawyer matters. So if even in their own matter, lawyers are cheating and rigging, what does that say about what happens in the justice system when the common man is involved and relying on those same lawyers? 0700-993-993-993. Get in touch via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. You can also get in touch via Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. Yes, there's Facebook as well. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. Nigeria Info 99.3. We've got tons and tons of comments on Twitter. Abe Emanuel says, I would like the presidency to confirm to us if these houses and cars uh, that are auctioned to agencies and presidencies by Mago is true. We need to know. Shadrach uh, Chris says, I'm amazed on how you get these topics of discussions. For me, on my take, I'm enjoying this drama let them keep it coming god bless nigeria rafael says our oil their gold thanks to buhari who has showed us and proven that resource control is possible in this country maybe it is time that the petroleum industry bill be passed and the south can have a sense of ownership of the resources in their backyard let me talk to dio hello dio 
Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Uh, well done. You're doing your man's job. Okay, quickly. Um, on the first issue, I, I want to ask, um, are you saying that this proposal is saying that the gold will be bought off from individuals? That's right. Who are mining gold? That's right. Individuals or companies, companies, registered mining companies who are going to be mining the gold? It will be bought from the people who are mining the gold. Sandra. It will be bought from individual. Individuals mm. who mine gold. That's right. It will be bought off them. Have you read the document for yourself? I have not. I have not. Uh-huh. And because it's just coming out. And like you said, we're going to be talking about it extensively next week. Next but I wanted week. us mm-hmm. to, to lay it, to lay it there. Because you see, my problem again is most times, most times, um, we don't wait and we don't get detailed information and we just... Ba- At- Arti- artisanal. Artisanal means artisans. Shabi, you know. Hey, artisans, but are they going to be individuals or they have to register a company to run it? That's what I'm saying. Here's the thing. Because where, where, where I'm going right mm. now is that mm-hmm. in the Niger Delta that you, you're, you're comparing it to, there are IOCs, there are, there are um, international oil companies, and mm-hmm. there are local oil companies as well. Mm-hmm. You cannot, you cannot get crude oil as an individual. You cannot drill crude oil as an individual. That's one. Then two, like someone also said, you cannot compare. I mean, you, I, I, I can't take crude oil to the international market as an individual and get it sold. I don't know, but I think so. You really can't. You have to be a company or a company that is licensed to get crude oil. I, so, I, think, I think I think you're you're making the entire point of this conversation. That's why this conversation is happening to begin with. So in a place like the USA, for instance, individuals own oil. In a place like okay. Nigeria, this program, this PAGME program, is talking about uh, training people to be able to mine the gold. It will train, it will pay the individuals as well. So what I will recommend is because when we're going to have this conversation next week, I would like you to be able to call in and talk to me about it properly. So I think you should okay. go to their website uh, and like read it up and then we'll talk about it. Like read the PAGME deal for yourself and then we'll talk okay. about it next week when, when we talk about it. Is that okay? Oh, fine, fine. So statehouse.gov.ng, that's where you'll find it. What again? Statehouse.gov.ng. Okay. They, right. they may not All be right. able to mine it themselves, but they have titled rights uh, um, to the oil, the individuals that you were talking about earlier on in the US. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks for calling. We've got Paul in Lekki as well. Hello, Paul. Yeah. Good afternoon, President Sandra. Good afternoon, sir. Yeah. Um, the issue of Mago is already we have known the end from the beginning because Magu was rejected by the last Senate and yet the presidency or the president retained him against the order of DSS and the house so whatever Magu is coming up with today is just to stay the Nigerians I have a question I want to ask. Mm. Perhaps you may not be the one that will answer it, or you. Okay. Um, Olisa Metu is in prison for receiving 400, 000, uh, 400 million naira to campaign for PDP. He's in prison. The person who gave him that money is in his house. Mm. 
and he's enjoying why the person who received on behalf of a political party is languishing in prison. And Nigerians have not seen anything that Nigeria is divided into two. The first-class Nigerians are the Northerners. The second-class are the Southerners. And that is the same thing happening with the issue of mining of gold and the drilling of oil in Nigeria. Now, the Northerners individually can man, I mean, man the oil. I don't want us to, to turn this conversation into a North versus South thing, right? We can discuss these things without being tribal, honestly. We can we can stick to the issues because um, we have a Southwest state there. We have, you know, um, states in the Niger Delta, in the, in the, what's it called now, in the East as well, who have oil on their land. So we can actually have this conversation without making it a tribal thing. I'm not going to let us, you know, go down that road. It never ends well. Sam is on the line. Hello, Sam. Sam isn't on the line anymore. Let me go back to Twitter because we have like uh, two minutes. Uh, Nita, don't take any more calls. Thank you, Nita. Uh, let's go to Twitter where we've got Grace Oladejo. Grace Oladejo says that... Um let me take a look at that message properly. Uh, yesterday was lawmakers get, getting 60% of contracts in the NDDC. Today, it's Mago claiming that Aso Rock, I believe this Aso Rock not to just be a rock or not politicians, bought cars on credit. I thought it was supposed to be auctioned publicly. Is everything just about our politicians alone? Ude Victor says, Sandra, the allegations made by Mago should be investigated to know the truth. The NBA has already lost its integrity the moment they kept quiet 